Hello, I'm Kevin Kittle, and this is The Cinema Files. We were recently part of a roundtable interview with fellow Arizona native Haley Lou Richardson, who co-stars in the just-released The Edge of Seventeen, a teen dramedy that may appear to rehash familiar storylines, but is actually delightfully fresh. It's a very touching story that pairs a great script and a perfect cast. We highly recommend it. Haley also appeared in last year's dark comedy, The Bronze, with Melissa Rauch, and is also in M. Night Shyamalan's latest film, Split, opening early next year. How much input did you and your castmates have on the dialogue? Because it sounded more realistic. It sounded more realistic to me than, um, say, Juno, which was oh, really? fake in my opinion. Huh. So how much input did you guys have in the actual um, verbiage of how you delivered lines and whatnot? Well, first of all, that's I'm so glad you feel that way. Um, although I really liked Juno, but um, Kelly, the writer and director, actually, I, I didn't know this before we started filming, but with all these interviews, I've heard that she literally spent a big chunk of time going around to high schools and just like interviewing kids in high schools and observing kids because even though she went to high school, like, you know, things have changed. It's 2016. She really wanted to like capture this generation and how things actually are. She spent a lot of time doing that and like literally just sitting there and watching all the kids interact at lunch. And there's actually this one scene where Haley, uh, other Haley is like walking she, she doesn't know where to start. It's like after our little friend breakup and she's like walking through the cafeteria and she just like looks around and there's this wide shot of her just looking around the cafeteria and like kids are sitting on tables. Like it just looks like very real. And I, so I, I appreciate that she spent the time and did that. But um, yeah, it was also, she was super open to, we had two weeks of rehearsal time where I literally just spent time with, Haley and we just did our scenes and Kelly was super open to improvising in those rehearsals and like improvising what happens before the scenes and after and like not being stuck to the page to like really figure out what's going on in the scene and like how people actually say that. So we, I didn't do so much improving actually on the day on set, but all the work we did in the rehearsal period kind of changed you could see the scenes like change a little bit to just how we would naturally do it which I was really appreciative that Kelly was open to that were you at all intimidated working with this particular group of people <laughs> you mean uh, casually James Brooks and Woody Harrelson right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah oh yeah I was because I I've really I feel like it, I mean, this is the chronological order of how things go, but like, I, I feel like every movie I've done has become like a little bit bigger scale and bigger actors. And um, this was definitely, I, my character was cast later, I think, than I think most of the the actors were cast already by the time they had auditioned me. And which was, was which was cool for me because sometimes when you audition for a movie, you have no idea who you're going to be acting opposite and you're like well I hope they're good you know but I got to see like who was already cast and what producers were working on it and yeah I was like very intimidated but also equally or more so just excited to get the opportunity to learn from them so you yourself are not that far from high school did you yeah. feel that you could relate with any of the other with any of the characters yeah I honestly it's really funny because I've been acting professionally for five years since I was 16 
And since then, I've literally just played high school kids <laughs> the whole time. So, like, I feel like I'm constantly forced to go into that whole mind space and all those memories. Like, I'm just stuck there reliving that forever. Um, so, yeah, I definitely could relate to pretty much all the characters and everything. And when you're reading the, a script as an actor, you know, knowing that you're possibly going to be able to play this character and bring her to life, you automatically are reading the script and trying to figure out what connections you have to that person and how you can relate to them. So um, I think what I related to most with this movie and with Krista is the friendship between Krista and Nadine, because even when everything goes down, it's not like either of them are bad people. You know, they both are just like, and, and their friendship before everything goes down, there is like a, I feel like a really real bond and like selfless friendship, which I feel like I I have in my life and I've had in high school and everything. Plus all the stupid drama and everything <laughs> like that, I definitely really do also. <laughs> okay, so going off the current the like you mentioned the like relationship between Krista and Nadine mm -hmm. and like the whole crux of the movie is that that relationship falls apart so early on in it. Yeah. How did you and the other Haley yeah. work on like establishing that they have such a natural relationship that their relationship is so strong that selfless yeah. friendship just to have it break so quickly. Yeah. And not to actually see them being great friends. Yeah. It, that's actually it's true, huh? Like you really only see us as good friends for a little bit and then when we're young I thank God for those two little kid actors because they were so good <laughs> and so cute and like I feel like showing them at that age even though it was so brief you like believe it you know because they're just so freaking cute um, but I kind of wish like that girl played Krista the whole movie because I feel like it'd be a better movie <laughs> she was so cute um, but I think just you know the rehearsal period and then also like Haley and I got along really well in person and it's like easy hanging out with her because she's like cool <laughs> and um yeah I think just I don't know just the, the writing was great I think just like going with it and and really um just like being there in the moment and playing around and knowing what I don't know we both she's she's a teenager we both know what it's like to like have a good friendship um, especially when you're going through all that stuff in high school and how important that is. And we just wanted to commit and bring it the justice that a friendship like that deserves. Yeah. So we know the, the uh, choice your character makes in the film, but mm -hmm. do you think that uh, friendships are more important than a potential boyfriend or is all fair in love and war? Hmm. That's a tough one because I've been, I actually want your guys's input on this because I don't know I still to this day don't know if it's like like not is like like not kosher like not friendship code to breaking like girl code or whatever it's called to do that because like I know there's like obvious things like um dating an ex-boyfriend like you don't do right but then like dating a best friend's sibling it's like kind of on the line and I feel like Krista like I went into this wanting playing the role and like after talking with Kelly and like finding out I got the part and everything like we both were on the same page that we didn't want to make Krista the like stereotypical villain that like ruins the protagonist's life you know we didn't want to 
make her that she she had to she had reasons for what she did and also she's not a bad person she's not even doing anything that bad um because she's been such a selfless friend for so long and like she realizes she could possibly have this really great connection with this guy and it's like you kind of have to do something for yourself at some point so I, I don't even view it and maybe this is just bias because I had to get in this head space to play Krista but like I don't view it where like it had to be a choice between a relationship or a friendship like I feel like in the end like it actually could be a great thing if you're looking at the big picture because if this does end up working out then we could just all be one big happy family you know so so I I don't know I don't I don't really sometimes if it's not something that's like full-on crossing the line and disrespectful to a friend um, I don't think there really has to be a choice I think That's you can make it work. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So there's like a lot of themes of adolescence in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering what like message or theme would you want your viewers to most take from this movie? Mm. God, there's so many. And it's so interesting, too, because I feel like the movie isn't like forcing a message down the audience's throat. Yeah. I feel like it's just like showing this is what this girl's life is like, and this is something you can relate to. And everyone, I feel like kind of takes something a little bit different from it. Um, like my best friend called me after she saw it. Um, cause she saw this little <laughs> friends and family screening I got to have. And she, she was like t- telling me after how, what she got is that sometimes you have to give people space to like, um, to figure the stuff out. Like you can't, sometimes you can't just like hash it out and it all be good. Like sometimes you need space for people to realize and kind of wake up and see the big picture. Mm -hmm. What I really get from it is, um, just like sometimes we think, and I think Nadine's character is all about this. This is what her journey is, is like, sometimes we think that everyone's out to get us and like everyone else is the bad guy. Mm -hmm. But really like when we take a second and like reflect on what's going on in our head and stuff, like we're kind of our own worst enemy and we're the one that's choosing to be insecure and choosing to not open up to people and like put this wall up, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think like as the movie, she like goes through all these really tough blows to be able to like kind of be in the most vulnerable spot where she realizes maybe no one's out to get me and maybe I'm just making everything way harder than I need it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So when uh, uh, Krista and Nadine had a falling out mm-hmm. in the second act, we saw Nadine's story, mm-hmm. but we didn't see your story. Yeah. Uh, so how was Krista feeling during that time and were mm-hmm. there any thoughts of uh, Krista reaching out uh, mm-hmm. during that second act? That's really interesting of a question because you have to think about all that stuff. And I almost think it like sets up a bunch of different challenges when you're playing a supporting character because you don't have all the pressure of like carrying a movie, but also you have this different pressure of like making your character well-rounded, even though the audience doesn't see all of that person's Mm -hmm. life. Um, so I, and, and also I'm kind of bummed, you know, when you do a movie, you film with like probably five hours worth of movie and then they have to cut a bunch of things out. And there were a couple scenes with me and Blake, who plays Darian, that actually show us, because cause he's not a bad guy either in the movie, you know, right. like you see that how hard he, what his struggle is towards the end of the movie, you see everything he's having to put up and, 
and put brush aside to take care of the responsibilities he has. And um, there, there was this scene that I really liked that was just this quick little thing where we were in his bedroom and like playing foosball in his bedroom and like hanging out and then he like pushed me on the bed and we're like giggling and then we hear Nadine come in downstairs and we both kind of like stop and look at each other and I'm like are you okay and he's like yeah and I'm like yeah I know and it's like this moment of like I feel like that sums up um like where they were like they they both so badly wish that this wasn't happening but had to follow their hearts and do something for themselves. Right. So I think that's probably where Krista was. Like that sums up what she was feeling. I'm sure, she, you know, she initially reached out to Nadine. Nadine didn't answer. And then I think she just knew that she needed to give her some space, you know? If it was going to actually get resolved, there needed to be space before they came back together. Right, you mentioned yeah. that before, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Thank you. So that's where I imagine she was in her head. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously, um, I don't want to call it a teen comedy, but it's one of those movies that can define a generation like Breakfast Club, like Can't Hardly Wait. It's being advertised as that. Um, you personally, what were some of your favorite um, teen movies, using the term generally? Well, honestly... People have been asking that question a lot, and I keep saying she's the man <laughs> with Amanda Bynes. Did you guys see that one? I like. I know it's a lame answer, but like, I really love that movie, and like, I think cracked up more time during that movie than I have ever. Um, and I do that tamp when everybody knows I use a tampon and stop it all up. Um, that's disgusting. But, <laughs> But honestly, I love that movie. Um, what other movies do I love? Obviously, I love Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, but I feel like there's just stupid ones that I like even more. <laughs> mean Girls, I really like. <laughs> yeah, so there's my lame answer. To that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so you're a dancer. We're going to see some of that talent sometime soon. Honestly, like, if you know someone that wants to make a dance movie, I that's my dream, is doing that. I feel like dance is coming so much, like, you see it so much in just on TV reality shows, the Dance Moms thing, so you think you can dance. There's, like, the Step It Up movies, there's ballet movies, ballet shows, but I feel like the story of... Um, like a training contemporary dancer hasn't really been told yet, and I'd love to make that happen somehow. What about you making it? I happen? know that's the right. thing. That, that's what I got to do, and I have to do it before I'm like 35, <laughs> or I can't dance anymore. So the next 10 years, that has to happen. But yeah, that's my goal. I mean, I'm still dancing all the time. I have a couple injuries. My body's like I'm 21, but my body's like a. 70 year old because of all my dance injuries <laughs> feet problems hip problems knee surgeries yeah but no that will happen i'm telling you where's wood that i can knock on because <laughs> it's gonna i literally i'm gonna knock on this there we go <laughs> 
So you have a line of fashions hooked by oh, Haley. Yeah. Yes. So I want to know, did you, I want to hear about that line, but I also want to know, did you bring some type of style influence to the set when it came to doing oh, wear? You know? Okay. I, there's a scene. It's so quick, but when we go to the party uh -huh. um, and I'm playing, I start playing beer pong. I yes. take off, there's this moment where I take off my jacket and I'm wearing one of the tops I crochet. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I'm like, so I'm really proud of it. I'm like almost prouder of that than I am of my performance in the movie. <laughs> did you get credited in that? I don't story? know. I told the wardrobe people too, but I don't know if they did. They probably just rolled their eyes and were like, sure. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I always try to like wear a hat or something in anything. It's very, very cute line. In the last movie I did, I'm literally sitting on the couch crocheting. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> so hopefully they put that in with my. So character. do you want to grow that line? Do you plan on growing that line? Or yeah, I okay. I do because it's something that um I do that I literally feel no pressure with, which is a, like I feel like a really good thing to have in a world where there's like so much pressure. Um, it kind of feels like therapy. My mom taught me to crochet when I was eight, and I've just been doing it ever since. And like coming up with, I'm gonna spell that coming up with patterns and different designs and everything. So something I do like just creatively because I like have fun and I like don't feel any pressure. It, like makes me excited to just do it. So yeah, I ha I sell it on Etsy. Yes. I get a couple orders now and now and then, but uh, yeah, I want to grow that at some point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have movie star. We have crocheter. We have dancer. <laughs> Dance. Uh, do you remember this? I was like watching clips from the movie because I saw it last week, so I was like refreshing myself. And you have the weekend dance scene. You know, it's kind of which one? The dance scene when they have the house alone for the weekend. Oh yeah, where we're just house. like hanging out and yeah, trying on her mom's clothes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because that's what kids do. That's the one thing that was like movie. That was like the movie montage where we're trying on mom's clothes and dancing, <laughs> getting drunk, trying on. See, the yeah. thing I was like, are they trying to do the breakfast club? Because you have the dancing yeah. in the breakfast club. Yeah. Scene. But I don't know what it was, but we had fun doing it. Honestly, <laughs> we looked at each other and we were like, this is probably the lamest thing that we're having to do in the movie. But we went for it and we actually ended up having a lot of fun. So maybe next time I hang out with my friend, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, did you have such a crazy different approach? Because you're a dancer. You were been training since you were eight. And just to go on the movie list, like, we just want you to dance like you're a teenager. We just want you to, dance. like, dance stupid dance. Yeah, because, like, I was watching it, and I was like, wow, her, like, foot's pointed. <laughs> we did. I cheered for I cheered for a very long time. So I'm like, her foot's, her foot's, foot's pointed. pointed in that. Like, like, she has really good technique. Yeah. Just, I'm just randomly Well, thanks for saying that. I feel like even when I try to dance like stupid dance I still point my feet just because of habit but no I didn't really think about that because I'm also it's weird because the only place that I have like poise or any coordination is with dancing so like when I'm not like actually dancing I'm the clumsiest stupidest person I know <laughs> so I wasn't really thinking of it as like dancing I was just thinking of it as being stupid and I don't know, I'm a teenager. <laughs> Not that yeah. teenagers are stupid. No, 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 it's okay. Trust me, I was literally one like a month ago. <laughs> now that I'm in my 20s, I can bash my teenage years. <laughs> uh, if I 
can ask about one of your upcoming projects, yeah, I would love to know what it's like to work with M. Night Shyamalan. And yeah. if you could reassure us that the twist is a good one. Um, Night, first of all, is like the most specific director that I've ever worked with. It was it's really interesting because I kind of realized while I was working with him, I was like, why does this feel so different? And then I realized that all of the other actor all of the other directors that I've done films with have been first time directors. I literally have never worked with a director that I for TV I have, but it's so different like, you know, the intimacy of doing a movie for like two months with someone nonstop. And night, you know, like is so has been so in control of all the movies he's done and um it has such a specific tone about all his things so he was very specific which was different um but you know obviously like really easy to trust him and uh trust that we just go along with his vision because he knows what's up and he knows what he's doing um and the movie i just saw it last month it's so twisted um, so yeah, twisted. <laughs> um, but J- and James McAvoy is great in it. Like I think it's one of the best male performances I've seen in a while. Like he's really good in it. So if you want to go see the movie for any reason, <laughs> James is amazing. <laughs> and working with him was just like there were times when I would like I would be off camera and I'd just be there to like say one line or something, and then like I'd look at my other my friend Jess who was one of the girls that gets kidnapped and we like were both off screen and we would just like look at each other and like tears would be sobbing and we'd have like goosebumps and we like weren't even being taped and we were just like so affected by what he was doing so yeah I hope you like it wow yeah (laughs) okay so um I know the movie The Edge of Seventeen really appeals to like the youth and the younger generation and so I was wondering um how do you feel like the characters in the movie and the scenarios that they go through will help teenagers with like issues they're struggling with. Um, it's almost like, well, it's almost like a learning from watching other people's mistakes kind of thing. And um, I don't know, like I learned a lot from the movie, and I've already gone through that time in my life. But I just kind of like what I said earlier about. Mm-hmm. Um, just stepping back for a second and like being able to look at your life like when like when I was in high school and still now this happens to me but I feel like I've gotten a little better at it hopefully Mm -hmm. but just like when things happen they're such a big deal or when someone says something or you don't get invited somewhere it's like such a big deal like like literally like a huge deal you know and and it's something that even now I like look back at some of those things and I either don't remember them mm-hmm. or I laugh about them with all my friends that mm-hmm. I went to high school with. And I feel like if I had that voice inside my head when I was in high school saying, like, it's not that big a deal that you didn't get invited on the party bus that was going to homecoming with the, people, the group that you wanted to go with. Or, like, it's not that big a deal that this guy, like, broke up with you and you mm-hmm. thought you were going to marry him. Like, mm-hmm. you, you weren't going to marry him. <laughs> and it's not that big a deal. And he's a dick. Um, sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But, uh, yeah. Um, so I just, like, I wish, I, I feel like in this movie, like, I hope kids watch it that are going through that now and be like, wait, why are you getting all worked up about this? Like, it's not that bad. You know, I hope they can relate that to their lives and what they're going through mm-hmm. and be like, wait, that's just like what happened to me last week that I'm still crying about. And it's like, why do I care? Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Like the beer pong scene when you get asked and she doesn't and she just, you know, yeah. just melts and then, out. Right? And then I think that's so funny when we come to school the next day and I like approach her at her locker and she's like, what happened? Like, this is what happened last night. You, and she like mocks me. And it's funny because I didn't do that. Like right. I didn't say it like that. And I wasn't like that. I would all, or at least again, maybe I'm being a little bit biased towards Krista, but, um, <laughs> but I feel like Krista literally was just going there and trying to be open and having a good time. And Nadine, it wasn't like Nadine was holding her back, but Nadine was holding herself back, you know? And, um, yeah. And hence holding you. Yeah. And hence holding yeah. you. Or back. Krista. Yeah. Going back to Nadine and Krista, when Krista meets uh, Darian mm -hmm. and she has a boyfriend, she she's ready. She's self assured. She's ready for this relationship. Mm -hmm. Nadine, on the other hand, mm -hmm. she's Erwin er, is trying to connect with her. Yeah. And it's just not working. She either doesn't see it or doesn't want to see it. She's like pushing him away. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And do you think it's because uh, my interpretation was well, she doesn't love herself, mm -hmm. so how can she put herself out? For, for yeah. someone else. Do you see it that way? Or what do you oh, yeah, totally. I feel like <laughs> Haley has a song called Love Yourself. Or no, Love Me? What's her song called? Love Myself? No, I don't need anyone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's funny because she has a song that's like about that, but right. her character. Um, but no, yeah, I think that's like, I mean, in my life, that's something I realized early on is like, it's... And it's it's like that thing where you um, where that you hear in the airplane when they're like put your oxygen mask on before yeah. you help your kid or loved one or something. And it's like that's not being selfish. You literally have to take care of yourself and love yourself to be able to be giving and there for other people. Um, so yeah, I totally see that in Nadine and think that that's one of her major flaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>